Welcome everybody to Trick Zach Show. I'm here with Eric, Brian, Ellie, and you know, I really love doing these episodes, bringing it back to people I knew growing up, growing up. Uh, see, I'm already screwing up because I'm nervous, Cody. All right, we're going to bring it back to our hometown with uh, Cody Hammer. I was part of Fury Grappling. He was a wrestler at NC State. So Cody's from the same town that Brian, Eric, and I are. Uh, me and him were friends for a long time growing up. Same Little League team, same Babe Ruth team. He was better at everything possible and the A+, and I was like B-minus. So if you ever want to compare towns and people he is what you want to aspire to be and i am now interviewing the person you want to aspire to be he has better facial hair oh, man. physique yes. and wow scott being yeah. humble weird so, <laughs> so look at me don't look at him do all right so oh, let's man. get to it cody how you've been man it's been a really long time i know when you got the message on instagram and you were like who the fuck are you oh my god i remember you so i really appreciate you coming on man no scott you i've been uh following true exact radio you already know i know i've been listening to you guys your raps you and brian i was watching that one the other day you guys that's awesome but man so I've just thank you for the kind introduction, by the way, you know, and gassing me up. But everything's been good, man. You know, I'm just trying to do my thing and enjoy, enjoy what's going on, you know. All right. So I do want to touch on because you were a very athletic person growing up, but you focused on wrestling. And I always want to know because you did not go to the same high school in town. So you, you, you decided to go to Bishop Bar in ninth grade to pursue wrestling, I'm assuming. Like, why, take us through why you chose Bishop Bar and why you chose to focus on wrestling before we get to your college days. Well, I don't think it was more. I don't think it was because of, you know, sports. As far as like a wrestling program, Bishop Bar wasn't like a, you know, it was nothing special. I, then it had really athletics, right? Like, I think if I was going to go to school, I would have went to Immaculata. They had a, you know, that good football team, you know, good baseball teams. And everything was, uh, they were doing much better in, in sports as far as, you know, uh, a school to choose. And I ended up going there because Immaculata didn't have any wrestling, you know? So, uh and then I ended up over at Bishop Bar. They had a wrestling program and it was the next level of school. But the reason why I, I guess I, I didn't end up going to Middlesex was, uh, you know, I, my, I could have, my parents didn't, well, this, my friends were a little wild, right? Some, some of them. So I needed to, they, and I had an older brother who he was going to school, you know, so he didn't do well in school a couple of times, you know, and they had to pull him off the, the football team, you know? So my parents were more concerned with, with that. Like if I'm making sure I'm eligible, making sure I'm, you know, I'm doing my things in school. So that's how I ended up, you know, going to Bishop R, you know? Nice. And then, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I was always envious cause I saw my buddies all, you know, everybody's hanging together, but it was like, it was, it was kind of cool. Cause we had our friends all kind of mix and mingle. So we had like a, you know, doubled our group size of friends, you know? So it was cool. So well, don't worry. You didn't, you didn't miss any of the losing Middlesex football season. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was always, I was always watching. I was, I remember watching Gary get in and play quarterback a few times and uh, him playing, you guys were playing um, a touching yeah. and they had the CC bowls, right? Yeah. Remember that big dude? It just Gary dropping back to pass and getting blindsided, getting yeah. up with a big thing of grass in his helmet. <laughs> yeah, 
And you were probably like, I made the right choice going to Bishop Farm. So <laughs> yeah. how did you go to, how did you like you pick NC State with wrestling? How did that develop? Like, when did you start to take wrestling serious? Like junior the year? The Wolves. Man, well, you know, so when I was, uh, when I was in like set eighth grade, that's when I first started to have a little bit of success with uh, wrestling, you know, and I was kind of drawn to it. And then I guess in my freshman year in high school, um, I want, you know, I always liked baseball too. I always like really enjoyed baseball, but the baseball coach at Bishop R didn't let me, I was going to, we wrestle in the spring, you know, as well. Like I would wrestle all year round and um, the guy wouldn't let me miss any baseball for wrestling. So I had to quit. I was like, okay, I'm done with baseball. And then I just was wrestling an extra season now, you know, and then I ended up making some big jumps in it. And, uh, you know, I did well in the state tournament. And um, I think from there, that kind of gave me some confidence to know where I stand, you know, and know that I could do something with this. And then, uh, but yeah, it's kind of like, kind of fell into it after that once it kind of once i was able to put in some extra time into it i saw the improvement like right away so it was something easy to jump on you know when 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 you see people you know noticing some something uh and noticing and you start to have some success it's kind of it was easy to you know push me in that direction yeah cool and and how nc state how did you pick them ah so like uh my junior year, I made it to the state finals, and um, the uh, one of the that's right when the your your junior year. That's right when schools can start to talk to you. Right, Rarity so, Valley was knocking on my doorstep. Then <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know what? It's crazy. So this is this is wild, right? So schools start to the first day they can talk to you. Um, you know, I started to get some phone calls, but the person that, that was there right away was the, the NC state guy. Right. And, um, I ended up, um, he ended up flying up here and, uh, we actually, we, he calls me, he's in town. Right. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to meet you tomorrow morning. I was actually down. I was actually down the, uh, down the shore, you know, it was like right in the summertime like June. And I was like down in LBI with my buddies, the Derek Tranquina, you know, guys from Scataway and Mike Bailey. And then, so the coach calls and say, Hey, are you around? Can I meet you tomorrow? I'll meet you at the Mountain View diner. You know, oh, nice. it's and not there so, anymore. Yeah. Rest in peace. No, it's gone. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm out We're it's summertime. So I'm out, we're drinking, you know, and everything. And I'm like, what? This is 17, 18, you know, we're hanging out. And, uh, so I'm like, all right, well, I got to get up early, drive back home tomorrow and go meet this guy. And, um, we, we basically, we go down to the Mountain View diner and the guy right there is like, I said, this is my junior year. So or the, right at the end of my junior year, the first couple, the first basically period that they could talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he offered me, you know, he offered me a full, full ride oh, and in, in wrestling, wrestling is kind of difficult to get a full ride uh they're not so they're not so common because there's only like 9.9 scholarships in in wrestling for the for for the team so you have 9.9 scholarships for 30 guys on a team you know and they basically divide that however however they feel it's like having a cap you know what i'm saying it's like 
how do, do I give this guy a half? Do I give this guy a whole, you know? So usually they don't really give a whole. And um, so they offer you and you can kind of, that's like when they say a, they, like you verbal, right? Yeah, yeah. So like I verbally agreed. I, I, the signing period wasn't until November. And then that was June of like my, the end of my junior year. So right away they came in strong, you know? Yeah. So I had a couple months where basically I talked to a few other schools and, you know, that's when you start to realize like, it's not like, you know, football is a little different where everybody will get offer a full ride. Right. Like that's basically what you got. So the, uh, yeah. So like, you know, we talking to other schools, talking to, you know, Penn state going out and seeing a few other schools and then, you know, NC state was always like, you know, right. Like really impressive, you know, really impressive. And, and the guy was a guy, the head coach was Bob Guzzo, a guy from Easton, Pennsylvania, you know, I think from Easton Wilson right there, but like an Italian guy. And he was man, just like, you know, uh, somebody you could relate to real quick, real honest, doesn't like bullshit you. So he was a guy that, you know, you kind of felt comfortable with too, you know? So Man, NC State was all that all they came in strong, and I was like, "All right, let's go, let's and do it." And he was the only one willing to actually come into your hometown and meet me at Mountain View Dining. Yeah, like you, you know, he was <laughs> right away, right away. Right. You know? And that and that was like, you know, yeah, it's funny. Mountain View Dining. We were just talking about that the other day. Jesus Christ, but, that's a, that's a that's a place I haven't been in fifteen years. It's gone, but whatever. Right. Brian, I'll get to you, um, and then we'll get to Ellie because Ellie has a gripe with you, Cody, and we'll discuss that in a bit. Uh, Brian, oh man, <laughs> uh, we're gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was it like making the transition from like how, like obviously you're a top wrestler in the state in high school, you know, and there's still some other there's good competition, especially in New Jersey in high school. Right, right. How did that transfer to like the competition at the collegiate level? Like, how much better were those guys? So, so like, you the know, ones, like, like you just have matches, you know, Tuesday night, Friday nights, and uh, in high school, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is is if it's not a lot of guys are they're physically mature enough to step in in college right away. So, and that was the one thing I was unsure about when I arrived, I was, they didn't redshirt me. I didn't redshirt. So I was a true freshman and I ended up starting right away. Mm -hmm. So my first match was against like a kind of small school, uh, Campbell, North Carolina. So, you know, like how the football teams start with like a kind of smaller school and one Some no name so we, teams, to be yeah, honest, no name exactly. teams. Exactly. But now, now they're a really good program. So, but in the beginning, that was like, all right, we're going to have a, this warm up match. I'm going to, this is going to be my first college match, you know, and I'm a true freshman. All I know is high school wrestling. So I went out and I just was like really confident in kind of that, but unknown, I was unknown to me, but I was pretty confident. Like, you know, I'm going to kick the shit out of these guys. You know, this is, I'm here, I'm here to like do some work. And uh, I went out and I did real well, you know, and I felt comfortable. And then my next match was up at Lehigh. Lehigh had like a top five team in the country. And uh, my opponent was a top five guy. Mm -hmm. So this was like, and he was like a, you know, a, fit, a fifth year senior. So he was like an older guy returning all American. Uh, so this is a man. So a grown ass like adult versus a child. Yeah, he's like, he's like 24 years old, you know? And so <laughs> no. 
I, I'm like, okay, man, this is where I'm going to really see where I stand, you know? And uh, about a week before the match, my, my coach, uh, I took a shot on my coach and his knee shattered my whole face. My, my whole nose shattered and went to the side and I needed to have like wait a week, have a big surgery. And so it was maybe two weeks between the match and I was able to, to wrestle this match, but I had to wear one of those face masks, you know? So I go out and I'm still like, all right, I'm going to put on a show, you know, I'm at home. So all the people from, from Middlesex and all my fans and family came and I go to wrestle this kid and it's a great environment in Lehigh, big wrestling, you know? So go out there and I wrestle this guy and the first mat, first round, first period I go out and it's like zero, zero. We're getting into good scrambles. I'm like more athletic than this guy. And I'm like, he's not so, sh- I, he's not as strong as I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm in this. First period and zero, zero. I'm like, all right, I think I got this. You know, I think I could, I could, I could win this one. Right. So I could hang with these guys. The next period, he started to get a little angry, get a little pissed off. So he, he basically, uh, starts turning it on you know getting pissed off he's ranked like number four in the country against this no name true freshman and it's zero zero after the first he's like no fuck this so he basically started turning on and i had this face mask on he was choking the shit out of me you know (laughs) basically i wanted him to give i I was he would do this great move he had this sick slick technique and it's like that's when you start to see the differences in the levels right like i i wasn't able to pick up on what he was doing and even when i did he was already he understood like you know how to kind of make me pay for this stuff you know like pay for my mistakes so then he was putting me into these positions where he was choking the shit out of me and basically where i would like go ahead, take the points. I, I want to serve. I need to breathe. Right. Yeah. So little things like that. And right. And he ended up coming back, coming back. And then I realized after that, like I emptied the tank, you know, I emptied the tank. I went so hard in that first round and that guy managed the match. So, so much. So like the difference is this experience of like, managing the match, managing, like, uh, knowing how to kind of stress, stress people, stress your opponent, like look at the match, like a little bit different, like where I was all adrenaline and all like, let's go like, you know, like a brawl, like this guy's like, he's managing it. He's, he's creating stress on me. So like, there's, there's a whole type of like, uh, Thing that that it, you probably call it like uh, you know how quarterbacks have like field vision or like court vision, egg, it's like Matt like IQ. Exactly, exactly. There's the and it's like it comes with like uh, it comes with that experience, like where you're. Some guys are super comfortable. Some guys, you know, you see the you see they under as you get older, right, and as you go even from college every year, you start to understand where your strengths are. Because the stuff that works on good people, you continue to do that stuff, right? But the stuff that doesn't work on everybody, you kind of lose that fast. You're like, no, okay, that's can't do that anymore. All right, you know, you kind of you or you don't really succeed. So you kind of develop your own style, and you get good at the tricks that you kind of 
are you know whether it's whether it's speed whether it's like faking stuff and like or whether some dudes they're not even that good they just have like an amazing gas tank and they push you into deep water right away and mm -hmm. if you're uncomfortable there you know like then they're like your kid's not that good but if you're tired you're tired it doesn't matter how talented you are you know so there's some guys that that's their strategy and you go in there you're like fuck man this guy <laughs> you know like gotta be ready so it's like it's interesting because these people develop these skills like and they they it's that that's what it is at, at another level right so it's like they're really good at what they do and you know what they're gonna do yeah. And it's like, man, they're still going to, they're still going to do it to you if they're that good. But it's, but it's like you said, that stuff all comes with experience. Cause I guarantee you that guy wasn't doing that when he first started. Yeah. 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 You come, I out, mean, you come out, you're all gassed up. You're like, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm confident. I'm feeling good. And he's just going to, he'll kind of um, exploit that in a way. And like, okay. Yeah, like, right. Him, like, him uh, run out of gas. Uh, and, they know, and they know, and they know how to do this. It, it, yeah it's really good when they when when these guys are they there's guys that really understand they know how to manage stuff know how to be patient like they're working hard but still being patient you know so that's the kind of like that's that like black belt mentality right where like dudes is like you see it how they talk about it in like martial arts or whatever like where you're calm yeah. Like you're calm because you're control. You're not. You're always in control of the situation, even if it's chaos. Like you're in control of it. So like they'll be calm through it. So like so it's like that it's like what uh it's like what Rogan says about like jujitsu and wrestling too. It's a chess match with physical consequences. Exactly. So like now that I'm into the grappling stuff, one of the big things that I learned from the guys who I train with, like some of, they're the best in the world at what they do. Right. And I, I was there with them to teach them wrestling and I would look at them. And the hardest thing for me was to try to get them to work with the work in wrestling positions with intensity. Right. And then the same thing for me, when I was doing jujitsu, the intensity would almost get me into trouble. Right. Yeah. If, if I needed to, I was working hard through positions and they're working calm. They're like easy because yeah, yeah. it's a different philosophy. Right. But it's that it's that mindset that I needed to turn down the intensity. And then, yeah, in wrestling, you know, you see like the intensity is there and it just gets managed better. Right. Yeah. As you get more advanced, like you got to kind of like compartmentalize things because I did I did jujitsu for a little while. And I went into it with just wrestling experience. So no like chokes or anything like that. So you go in. Right. Yeah. And I had said to the guy when I started, I was like, oh, you know, I wrestled for years. This and he's like, oh, so you'll be all right. And then the first, like once we started like grappling a little bit, I gave one of the dudes my back and he immediately choked me out just because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really think about it as I was doing it. And that's the thing. That's the thing. One, so there's a real interesting guy that I'm friends with in Brazil. He's a older jujitsu coach. You know, he's like 55 years old. He's the he's the best. I love me and him have we have some great conversations. And uh, he was talking to me with basically like if we go into doing jujitsu right with the mindset of wrestling, like I said in wrestling, like we're aggressive. Like you go forward, you're always going forward, you're always going 
you know, you never move backwards and we're always working. Right. So like if you, that's a, that's aggressive mentality. Right. Now jujitsu is like the philosophy. It's like a self-defense. Right. So Mm -hmm. your the whole idea of attacking somebody is kind of not the idea of jujitsu. Right. So you have to change the mindset of that. So like in jujitsu, the idea is like, say you, say you have like a invisible, like circle around you, like a couple feet, like, you know, your personal space. Right. In jujitsu, the idea is like when you, you if somebody encroaches in that space and comes in that space you you defend yourself like you know how to handle that situation Mm -hmm. right so if you think about it like in that way where you're kind of jujitsu you're always minimizing like the damage that you can be like taking and like protect so it's interesting because the like when i would work really hard going so hard with that wrestling after in somebody with jujitsu i'm going working so hard working so hard for a position and they're just being calm being calm being calm letting me work and but always fixing themselves so they so they minimize the damage i'll do minimize the damage i'll do and then all of a sudden it's like swimming in place for like five minutes you're gonna get tired and then once you get tired then it's like okay they go boom then they strike in that moment Yeah, yeah Exactly. Much to the chagrin of everyone watching, I never wrestled. I know it's hard to believe. I didn't really fill out the spandex. Well, it's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just have to say, I, I, um, I, I know people who have wrestled. Obviously, man, everybody in Middlesex wrestled. Man. No, I, didn't, you know? no, I didn't. I didn't. I know. I didn't. Trust me, we I had- couldn't. You, I, if I put that spandex on, they would have been like, you're just not going. Do it. Trust me. We, so, needed, we needed something to do between football and baseball season. No, I don't know. I played, basketball. I played rec basketball. You played basketball, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, three-pointers all day. So, but your YMCA <laughs> local youth league? I do I do have to say, people I've talked to, wrestling was, out of all the sports you played, every sport, because you were you played everything, was wrestling the most tiring one, like hands down? Well, wrestling is the wrestling is difficult. It's uh, and it's it, I think the the hardest thing about wrestling is it's it's like uh, it's yourself. So like it's yeah. a direct reflection of kind of the work you put into it. You know, it's like you see it right away. Like if you didn't work hard and somebody goes out there and kind of like puts it on you you're like, man, I'm doing something wrong. You know, like I, I like, you know, and so it's like, uh, but then again, like if you go out there and you go win a big match, you know, you, f- you feel good. You did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and it's, so it's a interesting thing because it's like a high, high and a low, low. Right. Cause like you, you, I would feel like embarrassed when I would lose. Like I've, I would be like, Oh my God. And like I like it's been then be so motivated. It's like you know when you're in a fight. You know I was I'm getting a fight and somebody like blindside me and deck me and I'd be at home. I'd be like, man, somebody just I I didn't see them. You know I didn't get to see them and they yeah. just deck me and I'm like, man, I didn't get that one right in your home. I'm like, man, somebody just got a free shot on me, man. Kind of piss you off. But I've that's never how been punched in the face blindsided oh, like that. So I think I, I think you gotta to you gotta kind of have that moment though to kind of show you where you're at, you know? Yeah. 
I remember, yeah, I mean, yo, know, I remember we wrestled in eighth grade. We wrestled Wachung Hills, and like I thought I was all right. I used to practice hard, but not as hard as I should have. And like I think this is like the fourth or fifth match into the season, and like I would just beat the shit out of kids. Like I would just out muscle them every time. Not yeah, and you were real sure. strong, you know. Yeah. You were strong. So when guys feel that, they're like, "Oh shit, I'm in for it." Exactly. Okay. Let's Yo, not put Brian but, up here. This but is no, no, no. But this was the thing. No, I, I wasn't that. Mad. No, but this was the thing. So when we go, we went to watch on Hills. We came out, and I remember the kid. I watched the kid warming up, and they're like, "That's who you're going against." And I was like, "Fuck, he just looks good, right?" He comes out, and like you know how you shake hands before you start. I put my hand out to shake his hand. He just goes like that and just slaps. And I was like, yeah. "Fuck, I'm dead." Yo, he put me on my back in ten seconds. I couldn't. I did nothing. I couldn't do anything. He just overpowered me. The technique, and like I got up, and I was so embarrassed. And I was like, yo, that was pathetic. I love that. It, maybe that made me it, want to try after. Yeah, it's, it's humbling. But that's, it's humbling. It, well, that's the biggest thing is all this stuff is, is humbling. And yeah. basically, you, you get hit with, I feel like it's like, you know, it, you get hit with it, like what you need to do. It's either going to motivate you or it's going to, you're going to kind of walk you're away quit. from it. Yeah. So that's why, like with wrestling, it's like people try to now they try to uh, remove the the competition in the beginning of the years, the the first years of the guy. Because as a kid, when you go out and lose, like you know, when you're five years old, six years old, a lot of the kids, as soon as they feel that, and they're like, "Oh, I don't like this," you know, "I don't like losing," "I don't like nobody likes losing." But they need to some. They need to be motivated by it. So, what they they stopped kind of having the wins and losses, even though like you, you do win and lose, right? right? But they try to make it like so it's not such a competition, right? It's like more practice, practice time, right? And uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, that was some of my biggest motivators. Where right was when I when you lose. Yeah. That was for me, that was what, what pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. And then when you see the results of whatever, you know, say I worked hard, you know, like say you lose that match, you get motivated and then you come back and you actually, Hey, I wanted to win this tournament and I won. Right. Or you, you know, you wanted to win this match and you won, right. You wanted to place that districts and you place that districts, whatever. It's like, that's like, Oh man. Okay. I did. A, I, I, I'm going in the right direction. At least you and, were motivated to do things. When I struck out looking in baseball in 10th grade, I just hung it up and never went to another. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you I, what, decided, I decided to rap instead. I went the completely <laughs> opposite way. <laughs> Dude, the, 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 the big field. The big field was a little different, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't throw night. My knuckleball ended up just being a lob over the plate. People were <laughs> Eric, I want to get to you, though, man, because you've been sitting there patient with your Army shirt on. It's not Army. It's an Army man. Um, well, I'm, my questions are more like your career now. Like, uh, do you have any traditions or rituals or anything when you're about to go out for a fight? Do you do anything, you know, eat anything or do anything? Be honest. I mean, no, I'm no nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, one thing that one thing that that is like, you know, it's nice to have a routine, like because it's a it's a it's a familiar 
thing, right? Like mm-hmm. you want it to, you want it, you don't want anything to be off. You know, as as much as you don't want to control, you don't you want to control what you can control in a way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you know, some of these things are crazy. I try to let everything go and not give a shit really about anything. You know, and mm-hmm. then try to like. But it's just, you know, get a good warm up, get it. But that's it. I don't, I don't do anything like superstitions or anything like that, you know. And it's just, uh, usually it's just the the week of we're cutting some weight. So we're losing some weight. And then just, I guess the the routine of recovering from the weight cut, if if Mm -hmm. anything, just, you know, Mm -hmm. try to have a good meal. Nice, but nothing crazy. Okay. Uh, I, I will get to Ellie really quick. I just want to ask. So, Cody, I've never wrestled in my life before. You obviously wrestled Division One. You um, you were Rookie of the Year, ACC Rookie of the Year when we were. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, how long over under nine and a half seconds do you think I could last in a ring with you? <laughs> no, you're good, Jeep. I think you can last fine. You know. You, 10 seconds? Do you think, would it I think he would let you go 10 seconds just to be well, nice. For wrestling. Do it, 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 do it. Yeah, wrestling. Over for under wrestling. 10 seconds. <laughs> I might, you might, you can do 10 seconds. I think you can do 10. We don't have to test it out. We'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, let's test it. We got to test this now. So, so Ellie, go on because you have a gripe with our guest here. No, well, now, now I'm more interested in this because I would like to see, I would actually, I'll give you $5 to do this. No, I don't want to, to go after Scott. I have no, yeah, it just sure. depends. Do we, do we start like in wrestling lines? Like in no, within arm's up. reach? No, I'm not. Within our, but, with, but within arm's reach? Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can like, can do. Just, we you can know, do. grab and. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's pot. We can, we can. Do. <laughs> I'm not both doing. have to be in singlet. Scott has to wear a singlet. Well, the I might last longer because he'd avoid I got, me. You'd uh, <laughs> <laughs> be like, "Oh, what do I'd I go like for a, first? I'd be like, I'd be like a silky potato. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the? You ever watch those old? Uh, there oh. was some old uh, UFC fights, and a guy had a. You know what a sunga is? A, a sunga is like no, I don't. It's like a. It's a. It's a. It's a basically like a uh, speedo, like a ball hugger, right? Like yeah. like bathing suit. But a guy, they used to fight in them, right? Like the old Valley Tudo, the, the original fight. Because the guys were always on the beach. They were all like Brazilian, oh, like surfers, okay, okay. you know? Okay, okay, and they okay. always used to fight in those. So because they were always in them, they just you're were making me regret them. Not, you're making me regret not joining the wrestling circuit. Dude, yeah, <laughs> this and this. A dude fought in the UFC with these right yeah. and he had just basically his sponsors all over his balls and then <laughs> on his ass right condom depot and always the, right across the ass he had a training mass thing yeah so like dude so he gets taken down and you know what being in the guard is for yeah. jiu when you're on the bottom the guys on the bottom you know in the fights you see it in the ufc fights the guys on bottom they have their legs open and around the waist of like the guy who's basically on top of them trying to punch them down right like you're kind of straddling them. so he's stra- like straddling them, and then the guy's trying to get out of the his legs so his legs open up and spread 
and his balls popped out the side, <laughs> right? And it's in a broadcast. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> Dana White ended up like saying, that guy never again, never again. He might have caught him after that. They probably made it mandatory to wear the, the shorts, I guess, at least after there that. Uh, no, Alan, they never let. They they said, "Who okayed this? Eat <laughs> <laughs> this ball sack in my fucking ring, Ellie? Go with yeah. your gripe. Get it off your chest." Oh yeah, I will. So your social media is on private. What are you hiding? Yeah, that's. Oh uh, yeah, no, I've been on private for a long time. Actually, my I was just talking to my brother the other day, and he's like, "Hey, you should take your thing off private." You know that, you know. So, because I just did a like an instructional thing, and I will trying to friend you, and, and I don't have any. It. Yeah, I should. I should switch that, uh, but I'm not, I don't have any. Even I don't really have too much up there. Just some. Some wrestling and some fighting stuff, and you getting weird with stuff. your plants, huh? You getting freaky yeah. with those plants back yeah. there? Mm-hmm. I yeah, should. I'm gonna so. open it up for everybody, though. Oh, that's nice of you. I'm gonna, <laughs> Eric, <laughs> and Ellie, Eric and Ellie were like, we requested him. He didn't accept us. No, I didn't request him. Did Eric I not? Him. <laughs> oh, sorry, jeez. But um, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, he's private. Mm. No, she okay. didn't even give you the time of day. She was like, I'm not even wasting uh, my time with this. <laughs> I'll open up. I need to do, I need to be better with the Instagram and all that. Let me stuff. be your Jew manager. I'll run your page. Do you want to do it for me? Yeah. I, I'll pay you. Cool. Done. If you move out to California to do your work, she's out there. Oh, yeah, that'd be perfect. A marketing plan. It'd be perfect. Yeah, that'd be perfect because it's not my, I'm not, not too good at it. And I have a little bit of content, like, you know, some people yeah, send me do, some absolutely. content. Some people send me some photos of this and this and that. Photos and of their like, balls coming out of their uniform. Specifically, <laughs> or? Yeah. Some highlights of some slow motion, like gifts of this, you know, <laughs> but People, no, but you know, so I need to do something with it all because I'm not Wait, good with this is for your exposure too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of and most of like what we do, well, what I do now, you know, it's it's with. I kind of fell into coaching, yeah. you know, these fighters, you know, and I started training with them and I started coaching them. And because, you know, who are professional, you know, how many professional fighters are there? And like, you know, there's not that many of them. So it kind of started to spread by like word of mouth. And then I was working with like these kind of big well successful guys so it kind of was like oh they respect their work and then it, it kind of spread in the community and then i didn't really think about you know the 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 rest of it but i should kind of people like to see that stuff and yeah I'd, i don't and for coaching there. i mean like even for me like i do personal training athletic development kind of stuff and i just like post random videos and whatnot and i even through that not even actively seeking clients i'd have people message me like hey can you train me or can we set up a consultation so exactly that's and that's that's really like what i i've been kind of i always got that and always did that with the through the gyms and through the through through the gyms and of the fighters i would work with and all that stuff but yeah to i because i have instructional now i have like instructional videos that you know and i have that stuff that like you know, I, that are already out there and available. So, uh, but I, so I need to do, you're right. I need to open that up and make that content, make people, people like that stuff. 
So they do. People eat it up. All right, Jew manager called it next. <laughs> Italian punching bag. I, use me as a sparring partner. <laughs> <laughs> no, so when, when I, you posted that you were like fighting in the grappling circuit on the UFC fight pass, like I texted Brian, I go, look at this motherfucker. Like, uh, where did this come from? And Brian was like, of course, he would just out of nowhere be good at this and fucking yeah. this fight. Like, you know, yeah, so- no, I said, I said, it wouldn't shock me in like a year and a half to see him holding a lightweight championship belt in the UFC. So how did you Man. take so long to do it? And like, how did you finally like, you know, get into the action? Yeah, what weight class are you in? Well, that one was at like 175. But so, like I said, I've always the past, I guess, right before the, the I, I've always been training, right? So I've always been training and I've always kind of was like, I was when I was working as a cop, I was coaching guys and I was always coaching at uh, this wrestling uh, academy in, in Edge in Hoboken. And then fighters would come in there and train. So I would start to work with them and, and train with them. And, you know, I was much better than them at wrestling, you know, so I would kind of like work because we're doing what we're doing my thing, right. You know, they're coming to me for, for lessons. So then they would be like, okay, they're, they're, this guy's good and he knows what he's talking about, you know, but I was just doing wrestling with them. So then they would ask me to start to like spar with them, you know, and do the jujitsu stuff and then do the, do the boxing stuff. And then pretty soon I was going like full on MMA with them, you know, and I never learned how to box. I never learned how to do jujitsu. I never learned how to do Muay Thai and kick and everything. So I was sparring with these guys who are really, really good. And I realized I was being like, I mean, I'm working, I'm training with them and I'm coaching them, but I was a punching bag, but I'm, I was still young and athletic and, you know, I'm doing good well. So I was kind of learning backwards. You know, I was learning by getting like being thrown to the lions basically. And, um, I started to be like competitive a little bit. Right. And I started to be like, all right, I'm all right. So I would go to the boxing gyms with them and I get thrown in there with the boxers and, and, and be doing like rounds with them. And then that was, that was maybe the most difficult thing, right. Being with those boxers, they kick the shit out of you, you know, and they don't care. So it's like, you know, you learn pretty fast or, or you, you kind of like get shy of getting hit, you know, you get, but then you realize you guys, you get better, you know, you kind of, you get a little bit more comfortable and you start to make some big growth. Uh, you know, you see some big jumps and then, so I was always training, you know, and then all of a sudden I, people were having me like always ask me to train with them, ask me to they'd fly me out to these camps to help me coach and train with them. And, uh, you know, I, they would always be calling me like, Hey, we got to fight for you, you know? And they, yeah, fight this Russian guy in Abu Dhabi. And I'm like, all right, you know, let's go, let's do it. You know? And they're like, uh, you know, it fall through. Right. You know, but it's common. It's so common for it to happen, especially for kind of the, for me, how my position, where my, how my position is, you know? So for the past couple of years, you know, I've always been saying, yes, give me whatever people call me for fights. And I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. Cause I want, I've always wanted to fight, you know? And um, basically I was all good. And then this quarantine 
thing happened and all the shows basically stopped for like a year you know so i was all ready to fight right before that quarantine and kind of go all in and you know uh I should have been doing it a lot sooner, but I've way, I, I was coaching and doing all this stuff and working and I should have been doing it a lot sooner, but, um, you know, now it is what it is, you know, and, and, uh, now I'm here and now I'm kind of found my way into the grappling side and, uh, you know, I'm still waiting for fights, you know, if, if it happens, if it happens around here, I will see. I, if somebody wants to fight me, let's go, you know, let's but if I can I'll get a fight. fight so. tomorrow. Yeah. I'm ready <laughs> to fly roll. out. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> so if it happens, it happens. But I know that like, uh, there's just some rules depending on the States with the commissions, you know, for if, if I need to do an amateur, I need to do a pro. So it's weird, you know, like, remember, so like Mike Decino, when he was, yeah, yeah. when he was training, Mike was doing, he was on the circuit, man. Mike was doing well. He, he was he was doing he was doing the right thing on the right path, man, and God bless him. But he was he was he was basically he and he was you know on the right right path doing all the right things. So basically, that's the that's where I, I need to start with like maybe an amateur around here before they may give me the pro license. If I can just get a pro license, I'll go fight. But I might fight. I might do another grappling uh, show. They're doing another grappling show December 9th. So just in a couple of weeks. And um, that one would be, we're trying to get a big name. They're trying to get a big name. The UFC guy. His name is Kevin, Kevin Holland. So he's a, he's a really good UFC fighter. But he's, he's huge. He's like six. He fights 185. 6'3", 185. So... I don't know how big he walks around at, you know, if he's close to, if he's close to there, I mean, hopefully it'd be fun to, fun to do. But Realistically, cause you're, you're a realistic person. You're not insane. If you would have started like tw at 21, actually doing MMA, like full time, wh what level do you think you might've gotten to? Man, you know, it's hard to say because it's like so many things happen, but I am confident in how, how I am and, and like, you know, I, I know how, how good I felt before. Um, but, and I know how I can grow, you know, I've been in the, I know kind of my potential in a way, right. I never realized it though. in in that way, cause you starting a little late and not being in those positions, but I know that the people that I, that the people that I've wrestled, you know, and that I've trained with and that I've competed against that, you know, I was kind of, I know how their, what their level was that, that they kind of went into fighting and, you know, they're the best in the world. They were in you fighting for UFC championships, you know, and these were guys that I wrestled with and did all this stuff with. And, you know, I competed against some, I beat some of the guys and all that. So like, I, I understand what it is, but I can't say, how good i would have been or anything like that you know very humbling humbling answer and then a, a very humble person you are i would have but i yeah i would have just like i would have been the best in the world i would have been the champion <laughs> i mean it don't mean shit you know so i but if if i wish i would have 
I wish I would have gone into that earlier. I wish I would have been exposed to that earlier. You know, like wh when I started the box and everything, I was like, man, this is so fun. You know, it was hard at first, especially like kind of how I started. I started in at church street boxing gym in, 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 in New York. And man, those guys were, were tough. They go in and they're going to, they were kicking the shit out of you, mm. but it's like you, uh, you keep showing up and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I got it. I got it. I mm -hmm. understand it. And then you see like, all right, I I'm with these guys. So it's like, you know, you, you, when you figure it out, I think some things start to click and make sense. And, uh, that's what I was lucky enough to kind of, the way that I was on this coaching path, it's interesting because I, kind of was lucky to be around the best people in the world in each kind of individual yeah. like specialty like the best jujitsu guys in the world some of the best muay thai guys in the world some of the best uh shooter box guys in the world right like all these guys who are, were the best in the world but i've been on the coaching side of things so i wouldn't have been exposed to that if i was competing Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I but now I, as a coach, working with like, oh, I work with this guy from Brazil. I work with this guy from California. I work with this guy from here. But all these different camps, I've been lucky enough to like, oh, right, I go. I'm into this camp for this couple months. I'm learning from this his coach, his head coach, who's the best guy in the world for this. You know, and I'm like exposed to some of these guys where now I can make jumps. You know, That's I true. can make some big leaps. I'll do one more round table. I got one more question, but I'll go around one last time just because I don't want to hog it. Brian? No, no. You're, uh, let me see my phones. You're good. You're good. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Uh, now, you said uh, you're at, uh, at Renzo Gracie? Renzo Gracie, yeah, in okay. the city. That's What is that like? Renzo's is, is man... It's a special place. It's like Henzo's is like, oh, I lost you. You're good. So it's like the, it's the, one of the best places in the world, right? For, mm -hmm. for, for jujitsu for right now. And, um, has the, you know, it's zero degrees away from the, <laughs> the origins of jujitsu. Yeah. Right. You know, so we're learning from the source, you know, and, um, that's, it's a special place. It's people come from all over the world, uh, to train there and to be there and to train with the teachers that we have every day there, you know? Yeah. So it's, we're kind of spoiled to, to have that because not only do we get to, train with some of the best guys in the world that have that as their home gym we get to train with the, some of the best teachers in the world mm -hmm. and then everybody from all over the world who comes and visits new york if they're interested in this they go to visit there right they they go oh i want to train there i want to mm -hmm. while i'm here visiting new york i'll go train here for the week so the network that you build in some places like that right like, uh, and then if you're coaching and like working with some guys there, like 
if somebody goes in there and they ask, Hey, I want to work with, with the, I want to do some boxing, you know, then that, Hey, go work with Jamie, you know, the Muay Thai coach. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's like, man, he's, he's the best. Go work with him. He's awesome. Right. He's a good, good dude. So your network kind of expands pretty quick, you know, and, and uh, it's nice because if that place is a place where um kind of like you can you can get pushed you know and reach your potential you know you could see you're working there were the best guys in the world there you know during the quarantine was amazing it was absolutely amazing you know like it was kind of closed in for for the public you know it was kind of like um you know we couldn't there's no gym classes but all the professionals this was their job right so all the professional grapplers and the professional fighters, this is work for them. So we all stayed working. We all stayed training every day. We got to train like two or three times a day and there was nothing else to do. Mm. So man, that time was like amazing. And it was just this room full of killers, basically just you see from the smaller weights to the bigger weights, every guy like number one in the world, number one in the world, number one in the world. Mm. So it was just like, uh, for me was a great time, like for growth, you know, and that's kind of what you look for in a, in a, in a, in a gym. If if that's what you're, if you're on that competitive side, but then like also what's cool about it is like, like I said, this, the normal people there that go there that you meet and you, this from every walk of life, you know, chefs, artists, you know photographers actors and you know it's new york city so and jujitsu is kind of like this uh this culture that is its own right it's it's very welcoming there's there's people from every different walk of life that's in there right so it's uh it's a very cool place you know i'm glad very very cool environment I'm glad that you spent your quarantine getting fit whereas I sat in my basement and gained 30 pounds. So we're on opposite sides of the spectrum there. Also, you said anyone could go in. If I walked in there, they'd be like, this kid must be here to use the bathroom. So there's and no way that anyone could. wouldn't even let you use the bathroom. <laughs> no, but they go shit in the street like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. You here to clean something? <laughs> they get you in a gi. They would get you in a gi and a uniform and put you right on the mat. That's oh, what they, they have. Scott go size. I am an awkward size. I'm not a big dude. I'm just awkwardly shaped. That's just what it is. You know, I don't fit into things well. Are you shaped like a pear or something? I'm not made oh, yeah. for clothes. He's a rum. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? Like all this stuff is like, especially with jujitsu and wrestling is like this too. There's no, there's no like perfect form, you know, no, there's no preferred, but there's no preferred body type. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's There's like a preferred definitely not Scott. Type for myself. When I look in the mirror, I prefer something different. That's, <laughs> no. that's what we're talking about. There's here. a, a not ideal type. You, man. Be Scott's type, probably. Right. There's also people who shouldn't be in spandex, and I'm one of them. Eric, go oh, on. But we would all love to see it. <laughs> said uh, your last fight. You said you were 175. Yeah, it was 175, but it was you know. Yeah, that's what I was. I, I was probably walking around 185 the week of the fight, you know. Wow. But okay. it 
it was uh, when I got down, I didn't have like, you know, it is what it is. They asked me to do that thing like a week before. So I was like, I'm not really that concerned about the way I've watched my weight a couple of days, watch what I eat. And I didn't have, I had my, I would like check a scale at the gym. I didn't have a scale where I was staying. So I was like, not really that concerned about it. And then I ended up weighing it at like 172, which wow, I've never done that in wrestling, you know, but I would just, I just kind of just went and trained hard and watched what I ate. And that's yeah, not gonna, that hard. What I was going to ask is what weight do you think, like, what's the gauge? How heavy do you think you could get to fight? And how much do you think you could lose? Well, if I fight uh, MMA, like I'll fight 155. So I'll need to make 155, which honestly, you know, I wrestled in college five years. I wrestled 157 and I've never weighed anywhere near that since I wrestled in college. So, and even in college, I never weighed. If like like I said, if I weighed in at 157, the lowest I have ever weighed in was probably like on a scale 156 and a half. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't really. I it was difficult. Once I would get there, it'd be really hard. But again, the wrestling weigh-ins are like wrestling weigh-ins. We weigh in one hour before the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with the MMA and the and the grappling stuff that what they were doing was 24 hours, you know, and in MMA is 24 hours. So getting down to 155, it's, it's easy. It would be easy because you have 24, more than 24 hours to recover, you know, Yeah. but it's, uh, you know, it's all water at that point. You know, when you do that, if you ever train for MMA and have to fight 155, could you train in Jersey so I could just lose the weight with you? Like I need to see what you're doing. <laughs> Like <laughs> it's got down on one fifty five. Yeah, I need to get the, down to one fifty five. <laughs> but the thing is, is like you, the people like when we do that, you want to be basically one fifty five as for as short as time as possible. I so you want to be there for like, yeah, just to, cool. we can take some yeah. photos. You know, you photos. just take. <laughs> Take the photos just of your feet at 155, right? <laughs> on the scale. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ellie, uh, anything? What about the max, though? Oh, what max do you think you can go? I mean, I can, I, I can deal, but like, like I, for me, I wouldn't want to get so heavy. Like, I don't feel better when I get bigger. The heaviest I've ever weighed was maybe 185, but like, okay. I feel better at like around 175. You know, I feel like, all right, I'm good here. This 180. I feel, right here. Yeah, I feel good. So, but like if uh, like competing against, the, if I compete against this Kevin Holland guy, he's a, uh, he's a really good MMA fight. Like he's really entertaining. He's been, he had, I think the most wins in the UFC last year. Uh, he yeah, he, if he's really good and he's like six three and he's been fighting one eighty five, so that means he probably walks around above you know above above two hundred. Mm. I mean six three, I yeah, I can deal, I can deal with it, no problem. But like <laughs> it, when the guys start getting like like two twenty five and they're training, you know, they kind of feel you start to feel it, you start to feel it, like. You got to use a little bit more technique and be careful. Yeah. You know? Interesting. 
Yeah. Ellie. Bye. Oh, finally, I get to speak. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. How many teeth have you lost? That's why you waited, guys. (laughs) Actually, that's a good. I've chipped my front teeth so much. And it's always, it's, you know, I've been getting like bongs on them. And I'll get different bongs all over the world. Right. So I've been in Costa Rica in a, in a, in a dentist and I'm like, can he can't understand me really. I'm like, so, and I just, I feel him take off the, the, uh, the grinder and start grinding my front tooth down. And I'm like sweating. I'm like, Oh my God, what's this guy doing? You know, like (laughs) this is terrible. He's going to put a sloth tooth in like, there you go. Yeah. Goodbye. And then it like falls off like a week later. And I'm like, wow, it was a little chip before that, you know, and he's just taking off a bunch. I've been in Brazil, them doing the same thing. Like I walk in and I'm like, guy speaks absolutely no english and you know, now um, portuguese i do now but <laughs> at the time and also so my portuguese i speak portuguese now and i learned basically from my friends who are fighters in a gym right so uh-huh. the, these are all brazilian fighters so uh-huh. this is the portuguese i learned so it's all bullshit it's all slang and it's, yeah, it's all, all yeah, like it's no like any formal portuguese yeah no yeah, so a guy. And it's Brazilian gym, Portuguese too. It's not even like Portugal. Portuguese. Yeah, right. So it's like a, it's really a slang. It's like and it. So I, a guy from the gym, is a dentist, you know, and I, I, he's doing jujitsu, and I say, hey, doctor, you know, you, you can fix my tooth. And he's like, yeah, yeah, all right. So and I'm talking with through my other buddy. So he drops me off on Tuesday, whatever. I go to the dentist. I walk in. He doesn't speak any English. So I'm like, all right, no problem, right? Whatever. And we're talking. He's talking a lot of Portuguese. And I'm like, man, I don't understand anything because he's talking like a doctor, you know? Like, I'm like, I never heard any of these words before. You didn't even and learn then, tooth in Portuguese when you were going yeah. to the dentist? You didn't think that was important? <laughs> Denchi. No, Denchi. No, I don't understand Denchi now. But he... He, you know, he starts talking about this procedure and I was talking about getting like fixing, fixing like my teeth. And like, he's like, yeah, you should do this, this, this. And he starts grinding it down again. And I'm like, oh my God, what are these, what, what? I'm like, Hey, what are we doing now? You know, we're like talking through the translator. So I've had some experiences all over all over i've been getting my but just chips i've never had one completely knocked out well that's good okay i've had like right. 13 cavities in my life so that's because you don't right. leave your basement and then worst injury that you have either had or have seen hmm. i've seen some bad ones uh but go on i mean the worst one that i've had um I think the worst one that I've had has been, I don't know. There's been a, so many, there's been a bunch. My nose was bad. My nose, I shattered like all the bones here. Um, it was like basically underneath my eye. Oh. Um, it was a knee to the, I was moving forward and my coach threw his knee forward into my face and my nose went this way. So you walked into his knee. Right. Good job. 
I basically dove into his knee and he <laughs> kneed me in the face at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm perfect. Did you have to have reconstructive too. surgery? Yeah, they had to fix, they had to put lift the plates up. and stuff in. They, well, they, they had a plate on the outside holding it together. Oh. And then after that, the doctor was like, if it breaks again, then I'll fix. That guy ended up doing surgery on my ear and everything. It's the ENT for the school. I don't. I had, but you know, it was the first couple of weeks of school, right? And I had to, I was in a public speaking class at <laughs> NC State. And I come out of this surgery and I have two black eyes after the surgery <laughs> and a big, metal thing on my nose like an external fixator on your nose yeah and i had to go speak in front of this like whole class you know they were probably like this is the kid who got the wrestling scholarship he just got the shit kicked out of like who's this drunk asshole shit right first week man like chill i had i don't know i've had my my ankles my whole ankle redone that one just that wasn't sick it was just like i tore everything in there you know i've seen some friends though with uh some of my friends who have broken orbitals right oh they they get the worst one i've seen my one friend from brazil he got hit and the x-ray it's like a it shows it looks like a shotgun shell went through like his broken face. glass in their face yeah it, just like a big hole and it was just shattered and they put these they put the plates in right mm-hmm. and they they hold them back together mm-hmm. and my buddies my one friend has two plates in both yeah. sides and they say it feels really weird when you get because it messes with your nerves and everything yeah. right? i mean you're putting Some this like, like titanium mesh in there that's not a natural material <laughs> yeah, so some of them get like really weird sensations when they get hit and they have, they just keep going. You know, those ones those ones don't look so good. I don't I you know, but it is it's the crazy thing is it's like it becomes it becomes part of it. I've seen my my friend we were getting ready for a big fight. He he fights in uh, one championship. His name's Ariel Sexton. He's had like submission of the year a couple years, and uh, we were getting ready for a fight. And he had in one of his fights, he was he blocks a kick. You know, a guy goes to kick him and he blocks here. Well, the for, the bone on your forearm, it his bone shattered. So he the round ends. He goes back to the corner. And he's like, fuck, man, my arm is not good, you know, but you're in the middle of a fight. So you have a lot of adrenaline, everything's going. So they're like, man, well, you got to go. Like, let's go. It's only the second round, you know? So boom, goes right back in. He's in the fight. You start standing and he's like, man, he throws a punch and he's like, feel, you feel it, you yeah. know, you're feeling it. Like, it's not right. So he's that like, sounds I got to as hell. No offense, but that sounds yeah. ghetto as hell. Oh, you're fine. Just walk it off. But you're getting this is your job, you know. So I understand, he's, but that's he's still in ghetto as hell. He goes and boom, and then and, and was like, I gotta grab a hold of this guy. My arm's not doing good. So he grabs him, gets him down, and he gets to his back, and then he chokes him out, right? He chokes him out and he and he ends up winning. And then after all that adrenaline, that's like when you start it's still going, right? And then when you feel it, you're like, Oh my god, like then you start to really feel like 
ah, man, this is not right. This is fucked up. So they ended up putting a big, huge plate in his arm. And like, it's got like eight screws in it, right? And I've never seen it. I knew he had that, right? So we're getting ready for another fight and we're training, we're training, we're training and we're in sparring one day. And I wasn't training with him, but I hear he's training with another partner right behind me. And he goes and blocks a punch like this and he got hit with a punch on the forearm. And he's like, man, my arm is fucked. He goes, I feel it. It's fucked. Like, and he has the plate in there. So we go to the, we walk out of there. He's getting ready to fly to Singapore. But we were like, well, we got to go stop at the hospital. Let's go see what this is. So we go, we get x-rays. Man, the, the, the bone broke off the plate, ripped the, out from the screws, right? And it's like, there's a huge gap. And now it rebroke the, right? So it's like, it's wow. disgusting. And the doctors are like, okay, what do we do? You know, like, what do we do, right? Like, we can either like remove that plate, redo your whole arm, or kind of like, it is what it is. Like you had to kind of let it heal, you know, again. So it's like, that was a bad one. You know, that's a bad one because you're kind of like, you're kind of stuck, like letting it go. Like you got to let it go and deal with it. You also, know? We just going to skip the fact that Ellie got really excited when it came to injuries to faces and bloodshed. I mean, she perked up a little bit too much for my liking. People were injured. Ellie, calm down. Hey, I used to work with, with a rugby team and a hockey team. First game, we had a broken jaw, broken pinky. It was great. I got set x-rays. I love that stuff. That's fucking... Um, it. That's good. <laughs> Watch a scoliosis it's, surgery. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just like part of right. the... It, it becomes like, you know, when it's now this stuff. This, that kind of is the thing that worries me a little bit when I do... I was doing the, the grappling, you know? I was thinking to myself, all right, like we train. And sometimes when you're training, right, the goal is to like manipulate joints and like you lock joints and go against the, go, go against the, like basically against the joints. Like you're putting pressure, you learn how to do that. And a lot of times you can hurt yourself. Like if you turn the wrong way in something, you know, like you want to escape a certain way, but you're going to go again, like, you know, you're going to go against and tear your, all your knee apart. Right. Cause your ankles facing the other direction. The guy's holding your ankle in another direction. So there's like little things like that, that um, you, like when you're training, you never really want to hurt your partner, but you want to get into these positions. So, right. You're like, you're like, wow. When we were in a competition, that guy's going to try to do that. He's really going to try to rip your ankle off. Like right. he's going to try to hurt you, you know? So it's like more high stakes, you know? So it's like, it, it, that was the one thing that I was thinking about during the competition, like going into a competition. It's like, okay, this is going to be, you have to change your mind. It's like not practice. It's not practice. Like yeah, this, if I, <laughs> like if you relax, if you relax, like you could, this is like six months, like, recovering you know from a surgery so and a mom. you're just like hey let's let's you know don't sleep on this just go yeah and that's like a, the adrenaline that comes with it but it's like and then also like being like yeah you got to know what you're dealing with All right cody 
you've been very generous with your time. Honestly, I mean, like, no, I like an awesome yeah, thank you, man. This is awesome talk. We're definitely going to talk off when we stop recording for a bit. But tell us, like, your website, your Instagram, when you make an actual, <laughs> your instructional videos. Give us like some places we can check your stuff out. Man, so I just did a instructional video on fanatics wrestling, which is a. Uh, it's they have a youtube as well it's a great channel for techniques for wrestling techniques and then they're their same company as bjj fanatics which is like awesome instructional videos and uh technique videos they have uh youtube and then their website has our videos that are for sale and um i just released the videos wrestling 101 just concepts and uh you know for basically anybody getting involved with whether you're fighting or doing jujitsu or wrestling like it's pretty good check that out and then my instagram I'll, I'll leave a link for all that stuff i'll add it to my instagram i'll open up my instagram no more private and we'll, we'll start taking care of that but uh yeah you know that's it i'm at edge hoboken you know and um um, right now I've been training and, and, and coaching in, uh, in Philadelphia a lot at Daniel Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Extreme Evolution Fight Camp. Uh, so yeah, if you're ever in Philly, pop down there. And then also I might be, so look out, I might be doing the uh, grappling event, Fury Grappling, um, on December 9th. So we're trying to get an opponent and, um, but that. That's what I'm looking forward to next. It's in Philadelphia. It's actually a cool event. It's at the 2300 Arena. It's not far from the Eagle Stadium, kind of on that south side of Philly. Like you keep going down 95. Yeah. But cool place. I don't know if you guys have been out to Philly in a while, but Philly's pretty cool. Philly's like you go down to Fishtown and uh, all over at, over there in that neighborhood. Really cool place. Really cool place. Cody, this is really cool, man. I, I hope you had a good time. It's nice catching up. Man, with you. it was so, awesome being uh, talking with you guys.